BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement, minus a lot of the usual, well, bullshit. I'm your host, Trey Dorn. It is October and you know what that means if you've listened to the show, and that is we are going to talk about ghost stories. We're going to talk about the concept of ghost stories. We're going to get into a whole bunch of other side directions. And at some point, I'm going to complain about deer. It just happens every single year. <laughs> so it's, of course, a long episode, like all of these end up being. And uh, I'm I'm really excited for you guys to get a chance to listen to it. This year, my guest is Jody Haas from Elsewhere on the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Jody is the co-host and co-creator of uh, Cool and Unusual Punishment and Poor Man's History. And uh, yeah, let's let's bring her on the show. <laughs> Hi, Jody. Hi. And it is again. It's October, so we're talking about ghosts. We're talking about mm-hmm. ghost stories, and I am so bad at introducing these things. <laughs> it's the uh, boo hour. <laughs> hey, boo. <laughs> I don't know. It's. I think at this point, though, that the listeners listening to this know what they've signed up for and how disorganized I am when it comes to the October episodes. Because I think that, like, at this point, it's like, I, I devolve from being a witchcraft podcast into just being like, hey, hey, let's talk about ghosts. They're neat. Yeah. Well, okay. Can I start off? Do you have to do some more housekeeping stuff before I tell you something I just remembered about ghosts? Nah. Okay. We, I, all the housekeeping happens in the intro that I record without you. So. So guess what I just realized? I had briefly had a relationship with somebody who's does a ghost hunting type show mm-hmm. and it's maybe like on the travel network or something like that. And the funny part of it is like the show is I, when I told my husband about it, we like pulled up, you can pull up uh, like gifts on like, if you're going to post on Facebook or whatever, you can pull up like gifts from this, show and they're often of this person that I had this like relationship with and they're just really embarrassing (laughs) and so (laughs) I uh sorry sorry that's my COVID cough um so anyway I somehow along the way got on this person's like subscribing text list like pushing like hey everybody we are like winding down our second season. We really need your support. You need to watch tonight, you know? And so I thought this was like a mass text list that was not personal in the same way that like, if I get something political and I'm like, I'm good, I voted, I'm going to reply, stop. So I responded to it with stop. (laughs) And the guy wrote back and he's like, why would you, why, like, why would you send something like that? Like, don't you like watch the show anymore or something? I was so embarrassed. Like, oh my God. Like, what are you doing? Spending like five hours 
sending messages? Don't you have somebody, if you're on the travel channel, like doing this for you? Like, why are you responding to me personally? He just, I didn't... He just wants you to watch, Jody. <laughs> just you. And he's making, maybe making it sound like it was sent out to the masses. I don't know. It was really embarrassing. But so, like, I do have, I mean, who doesn't? I'm not sure if I'm into shows like that, to be honest with you, because it always feels like nothing really happens. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. But guess what? I did go on. Holy crap. I should have thought. I went on a Chad Lewis. Do you know who this is? Not off the top of my head, no. But I don't okay, watch a lot Chad... of ghost hunting shows. <laughs> well, Chad Lewis is like a local ghost hunter. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's been around like. I, I should mention before we go further is normally the guests I have on this show are people from like across the country. Like it's Jody and I live in the same town pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, we, like I'm adjacent, but yeah. In the same, in the Chippewa Valley. Yeah. 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 You would never guess it from listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, there's a guy that's local to us who has made it quite big like if you're watching a show about chupacabra or crypt other cryptids or ghost stuff he will just pop up and it'll be like what in the heck this is the guy from this area and so he started like with the chippewa valley paranormal researchers or something like that and i was dating somebody else in my early 20s who was a newspaper reporter okay and one of the stories he was doing was about going on a ghost like somebody called and said we have paranormal activity you come and check it out so i went right and it was right. a house up by um the where what used to be the eau claire academy okay yeah so we went up there and it was a house that somebody had just purchased and i think it was a um a case of like buyer's remorse and they just wanted to find some reason to get out of this purchase so they said it was haunted <laughs> i mean <laughs> that's what i thought about it we go in like 50 a ton not 50 but like a handful of people with like equipment and things to measure pressure you know what these things are called like ghost i mean there's, ghost, there's... ghost ghost meters <laughs> i mean you've got <laughs> You've got a wide variety of pieces of equipment that uh, ghost hunters will overspend a lot of money on that have no actual, like, discernible logic to how yeah. they should help find ghosts. Right. And, yeah. So this, just like, yeah. They just get, you know, warm or whatever. So these people all came in and, like, the people had, you walked in and they had, like, food on the table. It was a situation where it looked like something had happened that scared them so much that they instantly left, right? Right. So it was like walking in and it was like, oh, well, this is gross, but also like how creepy that something's so... But then I looked down and like you could see the dirt. The floorboards had been pulled up. Like, I don't know if it was like that when they bought the place or if they were in the middle of trying to renovate and were like, this is beyond what we thought. So we were there for a long time. Didn't find any really measurable activity right but we got stuck in there for four hours because a drug bust happened across the street <laughs> <laughs> and the cops had it all 
closed down and nobody could leave. <laughs> it was so crazy. <laughs> so here I'm <laughs> is this the kind of stuff you were looking hey, for? Hey, you know, it's so for this so this is like ghost hunters. So like obviously, you know, this is a I am a witch. This is a witchcraft podcast and I talk about ghosts every year and I've talked about lots of experiences with ghosts. I clearly believe in ghosts. Ghost hunters yes. are the funniest fuckers in the world because let me tell you like so so the only ghost hunting show i watch anymore is um uh ghost files on watcher which is really the guys who did buzzfeed unsolved now have their own show and that because it's hilarious but like this season like there's all this dumb shit like uh the spirit box do you know so it is a box that scans through radio stations like scans through the radio dial like five stations per second in theory so a ghost could like send a message here i'm like how bitch how so does the is the ghost also going to rotate the radio frequencies it knows how to communicate on somehow to match up right. no no it's a dumb box is using the pattern recognition of your brain it's scanning through radio frequencies you know that thing we famously broadcast voices on and like, think about, like, you know, oh, it goes so fast. How many per second? I'm like, think about how many syllables I can say in one one thousand. That's a second. Like, mm -hmm. like it's, it's nothing. It is pattern recognition and confirmation bias. And also, think about how would a ghost, if you're, like, if a ghost, okay, so because like, we go to the supposition that can a ghost communicate on a radio frequency if we have to accept that? Then can a ghost either control the randomized algorithm of your stupid radio toy to get it to where it's talking or rotate on radio frequencies itself to communicate on all I'm like do you think that like that that the ghost is going to hijack NPR for you like right like just at that moment that yeah, you decided the, yeah. to do that or that like like finally somebody is going to NPR right now yeah my favorite piece of bullshit, though, is the ultimate scam is the REM pod. The REM pod. This is like a coffee can sized thing that lights up in theory. It's got an antenna and it lights up whenever something's supposed to go near it. It is made. Yeah. It is made with a $20 theremin toy that's rigged up to the lights instead of a speaker. It really? It's a theremin and it, it is a toy theremin that is highly susceptible to any em interference and i don't know man if you've got a camera crew pointed at your rem pod all hold carrying two-way radios do you think there might be some sort of electromagnetic yeah. interference near the pod like so what's the deal though there <laughs> not everybody can be watching these shows because they just think it's oh. funny like we do right well, I think a lot of people watching watching Ghost Files watch it because it's kind of funny. It's like, I mean, like, I believe that you could maybe cast a ghost on film, but, like, it's going to look like a shadow, maybe. Like, it's, like, my personal experience is, like, yeah, some wild shit happens, but it's not consistent. And it's, like, fuck it, man. Like, it's, I'm not saying, like, I clearly believe ghosts are real, but I'm, like, there's this whole niche industry of selling electronic scam toys to ghost hunters and mm -hmm. none of them go like well why would this work like right what evidence do you have like it's all like suppositions about suppositions like because it's all started with things like em fields okay great like hypothetically if it's some sort of energy like if you have a meter 
but as long as you got to take full baseline readings of the whole building first, because wiring emits EM fields, and so you'd have to map that out. None of them ever do that. Or like, you know, I understand like the heat detection stuff, but you have to understand that crappy, like heat, like, you know, sensing stuff like a K2 meters, like our bocce and heat can, infrared heat can reflect off of things. And like, I'm not like, odds are like, I, I spent a long time in a couple of haunted places in my life, right? I, uh, I've talked about this on the show before so I won't go into the story but like so I I was a high school theater nerd I spent hours and hours and hours every day in a high school theater that was notoriously haunted I saw the ghost once in four years one time <laughs> like one time in over four years like you would go for incredible so yeah ghost hunters showing up to a spot like what are the odds you're going to capture the thing on camera that one time yeah like, right so like my feelings that this is a real thing persist as yes but the application of how this is normally pursued it reminds me of like how i could perhaps think about religion like maybe there's something maybe there's not if there is it's definitely not like how yeah. people have decided it is so in that same way i feel like yeah i think that there's definitely ghosts and i think that definitely every ghost show is probably not the way to find them <laughs> right <laughs> like, what, right you know? like yeah. I, I watch ghost files because it's funny because well because it's also like there's two guys ryan bergara believes everything and shane Maday doesn't think ghosts are real at yeah. all and just literally, it's like, ghosts aren't real. And, like, yeah. we'll pretty much say everything they ever find is, that's not proof of anything. That's yeah, not yeah. like, he'll admit if he can't find up with the explanation, but it's just like, that still wasn't a ghost. <laughs> right. And so, like, the number of times when I've ever watched a show like that, and it's been like, oh, yeah, we found something. I really can't think of that many times. It reminds me also of, like, Josh Gates. Do you know who that is? He has, like, a a show where he kind of goes into the unknown, you know, and tries to find hidden tombs or like yeah, sort of. Yeah. It, yeah. And it's almost in the same, it's a different, it's the same application of like a different thing where it's like these urban legends about like hidden, you know, like the Masons and all this stuff. Yeah. Right? yeah. So Josh Gates, yeah. he, he used to have that uh, show destination truth. Yes, 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 yes. That was the funniest damn thing in the world. So destination yeah. truth is, is hilarious. Cause they'd go out looking for these monsters and creatures and I'm like, they'd be out in the woods and be like, Oh, we've got a heat signature. I'm like, could be a bear. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. is it the X monster of whatever? I'm like, could be a bear. <laughs> you're in right. the woods there are there are bears where you are yeah or like a wolf or some weird you know crossbreed of something or whatever but it that... depends on where in the world you went that week josh gates yeah it might be but... a tiger maybe don't go towards it <laughs> yeah but he came and like ex like did that with like the Beast of Bray Road because adjacent to oh the ghost. Oh my god, Beast stuff, of Bray Road! Oh, I haven't. Yes. Heard oh, I love Beast of Bray Road. Well, me too. I there. B.J. Hollers is a local author who did a whole book on like Wisconsin weird stories, and yeah. I edited it. I edited it when I was in college for a when I was in grad school. I was yeah. like his TA, so 
I've read a lot of his stuff. And that was the one thing I was really into. I think it's like uh, Midwest weird or something like that. So okay. anyway, like that stuff is adjacent. I feel bad that I don't remember. <laughs> but anyway, um, that stuff is very adjacent to me to ghost stuff. Like oh, the absolutely. Whole, yeah, like cryptid stuff. And there's like all this lore um, around things that are very Wisconsin-ish, you know, yeah. uh, like Beast of Bray Road. Um, there's a lot of Bigfoot stuff up north, like Hayward and up, you know. And so I, I kind of want to believe in all of that stuff, too. Like, I just, I have a, I, I like thinking to myself, like, I don't know the answer to everything and I'm very cool with it. And anything could then be possible you know, so that's oh, why I could yeah. dismiss ghosts because, yeah. I mean, yeah. so what do you think about mediums? I, so this is, this is probably something that's going to drive my listeners. Some of my listeners are going to be annoyed with my answer, but I, look, anybody I've ever met, like, first off, dead people. I am not You don't even, think ghosts are dead people? I'm actually not fully convinced that ghosts are dead people. I think that what I refer to as ghosts and spirit, that something is there. It is like something. I have no evidence that it's a dead person. You know what I mean? Like everything I've encountered, like because I've encountered stuff in my life. I mean, people say it's dead people. I have no evidence to show that it's dead people because I've never seen anything that like looked exactly like a human being. Right. So mm -hmm. like it like maybe it's dead. people, But. Um, when it comes to mediums, I'm like, so even if, so even if we suppose that ghosts are dead people, why are they hanging around with that jackass? <laughs> and also, anyone I've ever talked to who has, like, I believe that they may have had, like, some genuine experiences with something that wasn't a, a, a living person has always described as universally unpleasant. So I'm like... No, it's also cold reading is so easy. Hot reading is even easier in the age of social media. It's mm -hmm. I someone tell, like so like I'm I I'm taking a break from TikTok, right? But I was like I I spent like a good you know year and a half on TikTok, being pretty active in witch talk. And every time like some would tell me that they're a psychic and tell me about their clairs or something like I and how they were a psychic medium, I would immediately go like, sure. Uh-huh. Great, great. I'm going to... You know, it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, I, I don't... Because also, like, I've never seen... Okay, I've never seen someone who was a medium where it wasn't really also obviously hot or cold reading. Like, it's... I mean, maybe someone will shock me and walk up and bring me a message from my dead grandfather and I will say, which one? Because I will, do I flip you off or actually listen? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, um, it's, yeah, I don't like, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It's like, it's just like, it's not that I don't buy that people can't, like, here's the thing. It's not that I wouldn't buy that maybe somebody couldn't, but I don't buy anybody who sells services as a medium or sure. sells services like that or does it for hype or does it in the public eye because every person I've met where I might believe them, like I'm not saying I'm wholly convinced because uh, I'm a skeptical jackass, uh, but like anyone where I might buy it, it has never like been something they want to brag about and it's mm -hmm. never been something that they want to like 
experience a lot of. Like it's so that's why I'm like Yeah. <laughs> I did that um psychic by um Nancy, the local uh okay, if you're going on London Road. Yeah, the one on London Road, yeah, yeah. yeah I no, yeah. it's I was about to ask you if you meant the one on London Road. Folks, again, we both live in the same area. There is a psychic. It is a house that looks... It was, it, the, the the office looks like a house that was originally a duplex. It has a giant sign that said psychic. Uh, I have been by that place so many times. I, I shop at Festival. Of course I've seen the, <laughs> yes. where that hits. Okay, I went there like um, 2017, I think, or 2018, okay? And okay. I covered it for my very first podcast I did with somebody that I'm no longer friends with. <laughs> and so um, I was like, I'm going to go and do this. Right. And so I go and it was so uncomfortably incorrect. Like <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. <sighs> the only thing she got correct was the person I was dating at the time um, was somebody who <laughs> ended up like quite seriously breaking my heart for a minute. And she was like, you know, this person you're with is somebody who has a pattern of behaviors like for decades of like leaving before they can be left. They were hurt once and they're just going to keep doing it. And you are not special. And I was like, well, yes, I am though. And then <laughs> but... she was completely right. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's not that big a town either. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And, you know, it was every other thing was like. I mean, because so... let's look at the fact, Jody, this is, in fact, probably the first live conversation we've ever had. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and you and I have been like one degree of separation for what, over 20 years? Yes. Yeah. We, you know, like, I, like, you know, I could have, you know, if you could have met me cold and I would have been like, you know, this guy named David and he's a fucking weirdo. Like, I would have been like yes, I do know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, there's there's actually statistically a chance. Yes. That this woman actually knew the guy you were seeing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he was actually in the there. Oh, if he was there, she could have just like, oh, that guy's a dirtbag. Yeah. yeah. Huh? It's. No, that's just a, that's just a, the having eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when, when that's I worked the, at, the regular two eyes, not the third one. Right. When I worked at the university for a while, I like, we had this. That is really ballsy though. Like saying like, Hey, you here with your boyfriend, that guy's a dick. Like yeah, just flat out. Been, like he was waiting out there and she told me this while I was in there. And I was like, wow, this is really um, uncomfortable and of course I had been warned of this and honestly she maybe did know him because <laughs> he like dated a lot of people you know and so um, but like when you're talking about the cold reading stuff and yeah. whatever um, I was working at the university before I lost my job due to COVID and we had this day where it was like, oh, Halloween, it was this time of year, Halloween-ish party, right? And I had Oracle cards and I was like, you know, they were, they said like, just come and like do it for fun. Um, you know, students, 
can come and get read. So I, I did it that day. First of all, so easy to do it because like you would do the cards and Oracle cards are a little different. It's like, you know, you have three cards and you can do all these different readings, but it's right, not right, right. quite. It's, oh. the, the listeners of this show are likely very familiar with what Oracle cards are. Yeah. So you can yeah. tell there's like uh, people like want to hear things about themselves. Right. And so yeah. this is me having, and I'm sure this will probably really offend some of your listeners. I was just doing it for fun. Okay. And like, I had an operating understanding of how the cards worked and that will like, offend my listeners. <laughs> okay. So I, and I could, I understood what the cards meant. Right. And as a result of this, Somebody like asked me to do Oracle card reading at the Rotary Club meeting, some Rotary Club. <laughs> and so I went and did it and people were just like, thought I was amazing. And then I was like, I cannot do this anymore because I am completely full of shit and everybody is loving it. <laughs> well, it's because part of like doing a reading like that is like. Whether you're doing, you know, Oracle cards, you're doing um, any kind of cardomancy, you know, be it that tarot like a lot of it is um the process of the person getting read trying to piece together themselves through the symbolism of the cards right like it is yes. it is more of a process of what's happening with them than necessarily with the reader the reader can you know intuit their interpretations but that doesn't necessarily like some people will swear like they're doing magic while they're doing it and some will say no I'm not doing anything I'm taking the clues off of what I'm putting down and how it's reflecting in them and helping them mm -hmm. achieve their stuff. So it's there's more than one school of thought on the best way to do it to begin with and one of them is just fucking put it down see what happens. Like and yeah. And people want to hear things about themselves. It's like yeah. people who like Facebook quizzes still. In fact, you know? actually, the most popular card readers are usually the people who just tell people what they want to hear and help them instead of like actually trying to find some deeper truth within the cards. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, yeah. and like I would, you know, some of the stuff was like. Believe it or not, people like hearing what they want to hear. Yeah. Or hearing just stuff about themselves where they can yeah. find some correct connection and be like, wow, yeah, you know, like. And, and so, yeah. Um, but the medium thing, like, okay, here's what I've done. Right. Because it's interesting to me that you don't completely, you don't connect ghosts with like that thing. Um, so then, and I know like, I'm in the minority on that one. So it's, yeah. Like, and yeah. like, I'm, I don't have any, you know, I'm not like going to die on the hill of it because how do <laughs> either of us really know? Well, it's, right. Yeah. It's, I, I take the position of, I only the, like, the I believe in ghosts because I have seen shit. <laughs> right. I might not believe in ghosts if I hadn't actually experienced yeah. ghosts. Like it's so it's um I find that like I find that like so like we take a look at like hauntings. So to actually like kind of rope us onto the ghost topic here and actually like kind of click back in that direction. I find in my experience that like they're always like I think like there there are like certain categories of different types of hauntings that you hear described about. Like there's the, I mean, we'll just put theaters as their own category because every theater has a ghost in theory and why. Yeah, that is, and is, a lot of churches might have a ghost that right. comes and plays the organ, right. or some. Yeah, yeah, it's, and a lot of organs are broken. Um, <laughs> but right till that happens. Yeah. yeah. So so there there's that. And then you get the ghost stories from places that are um it's always a bar. <laughs> Stone throw. Um Yeah, uh, or the 
in Chippewa Falls. Yeah, or uh, the I think it's the country house in Clarendon Hills in the Chicago metro area, which has a haunted women's bathroom. Um, <laughs> I've never seen the ghost. Uh, <laughs> we're told it's there. They tell you about the haunted women's bathroom on the back of the menu. I don't. Wow. Um, <laughs> um, it's always like a bar, and it's like either some will embrace it for for money, and others will. Uh, pretend to not embrace it for money, but use it for money. Um, mm -hmm. And then you have like a something horrible happened here, and yeah. it's like it's and it's it's always like my favorite though are like something horrible happened here. You should come and give us your tourist dollars. Like mm -hmm. it's this is my favorite thing. So, um, but the stories that get attached to these hauntings, like. Like the stone, the stone throw. I think it's a, a great, a great example because, like in theory, the story behind the stone throw is it, it used to be a bank, by the way. Uh, is that oh, like in theory? Yeah, it was originally uh, it was. Um, it was the first original tenant of the building was a bank, um, the Chippewa Valley Bank, organized in 1876 by Henry C. Putnam. Um, Putnam. Yeah, everything's a Putnam here. Mm -hmm. It's uh, and they they took a residency in that building in like 1893, um, but like apparently like the story is that like some guy hung himself, um, during the 1900s. Mind you, there is no documentation of the supposed suicide. There are no records that I can find, and it like someone correct me if I'm wrong. If you happen to like know the history of the Stone Stone, we can find the name of the guy who supposedly killed himself in the building. Like, statistically, the building's been around long enough where it's possible that someone died, but someone hung themselves. It's always like, but that story gets passed uncritically by people, and that becomes part of the legend, and it, like, then gets related to the haunting. And it's funny because, like, uh, the the high school theater, in, I went to high school, that theater was supposedly haunted, and I agree, I saw something there, but um, go listen to, like, episode... the. 2018 episode we did on this to hear that story or the 20 i probably said it like every year um, and you said you, you said it this year i did but i'm not going to bother telling <laughs> my story but but what i what i don't always mention um is that the i was given a story about that ghost when yeah. i got there as, as a freshman that someone hung themselves in like the early 20th century when uh before the school was remodeled when that part of the model was building was actually the gym and not the theater and like you know, blah, blah, blah. Someone tried to link it enough into the building's history knowing that that room hadn't been the theater until the 1970s. <laughs> but I'm, so I'm sure the story got adapted later. Uh, but I looked it up. Nobody fucking did it. <laughs> and the student whose name was attributed to that ghost never existed. I picked up every single yearbook at the local library going back to the opening of the school because they had them at the Wauwatosa Public Library. And I went through every single one. Not a single student named Fritz Fitzsimmons. No one named Fitzsimmons. Like this would make a great story. You but, should have you know. But there was a ghost there. But yeah, it wasn't he, the guy they said it was. Right. Don't you think people would be very upset if you did that? Like that sounds like a fun maybe that maybe that should be our next investigative podcast. <laughs> like people it is a, and you know what's crazy is that the the house that my parents live in now mm -hmm. the mother 
did hang herself in the garage because this happens to be a childhood friend of my husband's family. Okay. Okay. She hung herself in the garage. There's some question about when, because there's one version of the story in which it was on one of her son's birthdays. Okay. Then like less than two years later, the dad was tragically killed on his motorcycle down like in Florida going to like the Daytona 500 or something. And so I have desperately because those, and they live next to a cemetery, like my parents, they're all of these events that I have almost forcefully insisted that their house must be haunted based on all of this. And it's not. (laughs) Have you ever, have you ever wondered why people think cemeteries are haunted? Because like, in theory, yeah. if ghosts are like, if if ghosts are the ghosts of people, why would they be at the cemetery? They didn't die there. You just carted off their body afterwards. Right. There, they'd be yeah, haunted yeah. in the hospital, or yeah. the, the, every They're hospice old. would just be full of ghosts. <laughs> just full. <Or> nursing- of them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, like, I mean, to be fair, actually, like, I did randomly find a ghost story about a haunted hospital somewhere, like, in my research for this episode. But, uh, but I'm just like, why, why would they, why would they haunt? Why? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I yep. mean, if you argue that maybe ghosts are manifestations of latent psychic energy left by people who were there, maybe the grief of people in a cemetery would result in some sort of unnatural phenomenon, like, or like some sort of phenomenon that might express themselves as ghosts. But okay. But if you're going to claim that it was people, why would it be in a cemetery? If my experience, nobody lives in a cemetery, so that should be the least haunted place. Yeah. And I say this as a person who spent a lot of their middle school years hanging out in a cemetery. <laughs> Yeah, I we did. Uh, we I remember in high school doing a Ouija board, of course, in a cemetery, right? And that thing told me it is weird. I did a Ouija board on two separate occasions with two separate groups of friends, and both of those times said that I would be strangled to death. That's not good. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I one time was on the hood of a car in a cemetery. Like I don't know. You know, I find all I mean, it these... sounds like something was being a dick to you, but like it's yeah. weird that it happened twice. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Were you with the I... same people? It was different groups of friends. Okay. At different, slightly different times in my life. It wasn't like I had that many friends in high school because I was also a theater, theater nerd. But oh, like, yeah. you know, college group of friends and a high school group of friends. And both times that was the thing. And it, you know, it's like, well, I guess it's never too late. But <laughs> <laughs> it feels like as I get into my 40s, you'll, though, you'll be like, like 95. Like, you'll be like 95 <laughs> in hospice. Just yeah. Look over at Tyler. Be like, strangle me. Yeah, we must make it so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I want. So it's probably more significant for me, like with the ghost stuff, because like all of this stuff feels like it's in one large universe, yeah. and I'm in all of it, right? Yeah. Um, but like, I would love 
to have an experience like that. And I don't. And I, I, I don't know. Apparently uh, something through a Ouija board said you were going to get strangled twice. Yeah. So, so is that a, what is that? That counts. That Does counts. It? I mean, it's no like having to like, like I've had more like overt stuff. Like I lived in a, in a house, um, and I, 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 won't, I won't go into the details because, again, I've told the story a bunch of times. Uh, but I lived in a house for three years that there was a ghost and it would, like, move shit around. I watched it, like, slide something off a table. And it was just the most – it was like having a cat you didn't sign up for. It would just knock shit yes. over. And yeah. uh, uh, it did sound like snoring in the corner of my room, which was very disconcerting. Yeah. I thought it like the walls were thin and I was hearing my roommate, but then I got up and my roommate was in the living room playing video games. Oh my. And uh so that's when I yelled at it. I I I yelled at it to get the hell out of my room and it could be anywhere else in the duplex we lived in except for that room and I never heard snoring again in that room. Um Wow, no kidding. See, yeah. I would Yeah. yeah. Because like it would be I mean it's easier for you to believe because you've yeah. experienced it. This is like the question of religion, you know, like yeah. anything where you just have to keep relying on nothing, you know? And yeah, I mean the, the case for ghosts is much more compelling to me than God. <laughs> so, you know, but guess that's eh, okay. God's ain't shit. Yeah. If you meet one, punch one. Yeah. But if I, I, so the medium thing I'd ask, because I maybe think there's more over, overlap with ghosts, well, okay? And I'm not saying there isn't. I'm just saying I have yet to see conclusive. You know, see, my con, my conception of if, if, whether is there an afterlife is I don't know. I haven't been dead yet. Um, right. So, like, like. Don't you just think about that moment, like, when you when you might die, and then what if there is, and it all clicks, and it's like, I can't tell anybody but damn, you know, like it look, would be so great if there was a moment where you just look, if like, I, if I died, if I died and became a ghost, what I would be doing is immediately trying to figure out how to fuck with ghost hunters. Yeah. Every one of them. And I would be obnoxiously in modern clothes. Cause that's the thing. It's like all these ghosts, every ghost doesn't like, I lived in a haunted house that was built in the seventies. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah 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 so that was like i was like yeah the yeah, the only how the only place i've lived that was ever haunted was built like i i i i i lived in a house that was haunted in an entire neighborhood that didn't exist until the mid-20th century <laughs> like, yeah right <laughs> like i don't know like so i signed up okay i'm going to read reveal this to you so there's and a show the thousands of listeners <laughs> yeah yeah there's a show and i'm forgetting the name of it but perhaps you've heard of this like sensational medium by sensational i mean very popular named tyler henry who has a show on netflix okay if you look him up um googling you, like might recognize him and his stupid face looks familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, the guy's got a punchable face. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. So he has a show. What's it called? I forget. There's the show on Netflix. I watched it. And like. Uh, Hollywood Medium like, with Tyler Henry. 
That's the old show. That's the old show. Sorry. Like, Life after no... death with Tyler Henry? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I pulled up Wikipedia. <laughs> so he he does this show where like, you know, he supposedly he does, you know, knows has no prior knowledge of somebody, whatever. Okay. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So right. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. And so I registered to be on his like one million person waiting list. And you know, you have to like put in your information and whatever. And so if I were to ever get chosen, like I would love it would be really fun to do an episode of some kind after the fact. Because I would like, invent a dead person for him to talk to. Well, I have a lot My of Uncle dead Charlie. People. No, no, so don't use a real one. So that's the thing is you want to come up with con- invent a fake person, come up with concrete details for him and see if he's cold reading you off of that. And well, see, he like his show is more like he asks, you know, you bring token items mm-hmm. that maybe were connected to the person, but like you don't really uh, provide much information. He just, you know, provides you with stuff, which certainly is like cold reading. But see, a part of me wants. This was to Uncle work. Charlie's island wrench. He assembled many an IKEA with it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny to bring that? Like, how stupid. <laughs> this is Uncle Charlie's mug rug. <laughs> But see, I want to do it. This was Uncle Charlie's headphone splitter. (laughs) It let us all listen to the music together. (laughs) No, so what I'm saying is that because he's probably doing like I'm. You can tell me if I'm wrong here, but I'm guessing that what he does is he starts to say things out loud about the object, and then is, and does he occasionally say some things before he gets? Oh no, no, no! Wait, but wait, it's this actually. Like before the person responds. Not so much. Okay. I okay. Tyler so, would tell you that I like kind of believe it, and so well, I like to experience it. You know. Well, but here's the thing: is like it's you could believe in psychic phenomenon and believe he's a psychic, but not believe that he's a medium, because in theory, he's not going to tell that person anything they don't already know. Now, I suspect. Yeah, I suspect yeah. there's nothing psychic happening here, and he is reading body language to come up with his predictions about the item and judging that. But if I would buy that the guy was psychic and just reading the like stuff off of the person in the room before I'd ever buy that there's a dead person involved. like Yeah. So he does things like he'll be like, have the item, right? Yeah. And be like, I feel heavy here. You know, like... I'm I'm personally experiencing problems breathing right now and the person will be like and he'll say does that make sense to you is there somebody in your life that and they'll say like yes my brother drowned when yeah, I was that's cold reading that's 100% cold reading so I want to do it no it, I want to yeah, see sorry. You know, like I, because I have had like, you know, a tragedy on like a national level 
in my family, right? Like, yeah, you know, I've had a family member kidnapped, and it was like world news. I don't think I knew about that one. This you've had yeah, so many Jamie, things like, yeah, Jamie Kloss. If you do, you remember this? That sounds familiar. Yeah, she was she was kidnapped and barren, and my her mother and father were like brutally murdered and she was like dragged out and put in a trunk of a car and missing for like 83 days. <clears throat> yeah, that was like 2018. Mhm. Mm yeah, wow. I remember that. Yeah. So That is What is with your family? Listen, Jody and I have been talking together for years. Like this is actually this is funny because uh, we were supposed to first uh, we 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 started communicating over social media years ago when uh, we brought uh, um, Cool Unusual Punishment into the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network, um, and we were going to meet the first time actually in 2020, and we were both going to go to this podcasters meetup, and then COVID yes. happened. And then COVID yes. happened. Then for this episode right now, we're doing this over Skype, but we were supposed to actually record this episode in person. I was going to actually like come to me, come to Jody because I've technically met Jody in person once years ago when you, I don't know if you remember this, you were promoting your old podcast at like the UWEC geek con. And yes, I actually I exclusively ended up just like, cause I was just like trying to find out about the show. I ended up only talking to, the person to your co-host, but I know you were there. Yeah. Like you were sitting there. So, but we were finally going to have a conversation in person and then COVID uh, happened. Jo Jody got COVID. Yeah. My, my ex-husband gave it to my kids who gave it to me. <laughs> and it's been just so, a great time. So I'm actually convinced that Jody and I are never supposed to be in the same place at the same yeah, time. What the heck? Else. I know. Yes. But, yeah. but but over the years you have you have like every time like I find out what's things that like connected to your family and it's always like murder kidnapping yeah. like tragedy yes I'm like <laughs> so I'm like is it any surprise that I've always had a interest in like very local crime stuff you know I'm like uh, meanwhile I'm like over here I mean I guess like I mean there's a family connection to Aaron Contra that I'm not going to say on a public podcast. Uh, <laughs> but wow. like, it's like you're, do you have, is Oliver North related to you? No, not Oliver North <laughs> and not to me, but I'm not going to say things on a public podcast that yeah, could make life difficult. That's for, wild. Um, but like, and like, you know, my aunt played in Frank Sinatra's band. Um, but cool. you know, I, my ex-girlfriend works in the White House. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. But but none of it's like, but it's all like, you know, someone did something interesting in their job. Not so this person, this person, this person. Turns out they're connected to this legendary serial killer. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, Jesus Christ. <sighs> yeah, Kelly, so you're, you're... I, I think I have like a honest desire to do something like that to not get murdered um <laughs> and not get murdered by strangulation I... according to all of the things that talk through ouija boards yeah. right but like i <clears throat> so when that all happened 
I have like a large family, but some of it's quite tumultuous as, you know, and so that particular first cousin of mine that was really quite brutally murdered, I have had a desire to want to connect with this person um, because like it very much bothers me to think that her last thoughts, you know, were she was protecting her daughter in the bathroom, right? And like holding her and her daughter was like right near her when she was killed. And so I'm certain that like her thoughts as this were happening is like, oh, my daughter is going to be next, right? Yeah. And that's not what happened. And my cousin Jamie managed to escape and it was a crazy story, you know, but like, it makes me sad to think that. And it's like, I would feel comforted knowing that she knows that like her daughter is okay, you know? So like I, and so I, I did sign up for, for that and didn't give like necessarily those kinds of details. But then I wonder like, if you sign up for something like that, do they scan the names and then see if there's any high profile, you know, because I did do like a people magazine interview. Yeah. That would be hot reading. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I will say, here's my thought. Here's my thought. If it's any comfort, if ghosts are people and there was some way for that ghost to talk to you through a medium, that ghost probably already knows her daughter's fine. Yeah. That's my thought. Yeah. It's. So if ghosts aren't people, then what are they? I don't know. It's not the fun thought. It's, I mean, I mean, again, you know, it's, this is a witchcraft podcast. I believe in unseen energies and all that stuff at the, you know, it's something could exist that is composed of those things. It's I've encountered things that I'm 100% certain were not people at any point. Um, Mm, Yeah. It's like, and there, there, you know, there are a lot of people who believe in like many different kinds of things and give them different names, like be it the Fae, be it them gods, give them lots of stuff that would be non corporeal necessarily things that exist within the, the 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 realm of existence that and all of those and those things could be sentient and could communicate and wouldn't necessarily be the soul of a dead person so it's what what drives me nuts is people who talk with authority about like knowing like there's when we talk about like because a lot of people when we talk about ghosts like they'll talk about like like oh it's a psychic recording like you know it's a you're watching an event playback that happened before that was like recorded like a tape recorder. I'm like you seem real certain about that I mean I'm not saying yeah. it can't be true I'm not saying it can't be true but we, re- we repeat that lore as though it's a fact and like or like we talk about like uh, the supposed concept of a poltergeist being um, has come to mean like uh, maybe the latent psychic ability of someone's subconscious creating the movement and doing the stuff, and it's actually supposed to be a living person, which is not necessarily where that originally where that word originally was supposed to mean, but that's what it's come to mean in my mm-hmm. like we have these classifications and like we have like all this categorization that people have done over things that are just uh, guesses, but because they get repeated enough, people say it with certainty. And what I ask that people do is at least challenge that certainty. Like, I, I'm definitely like, I believe that some sort of, you know, 
thing exists that we call a ghost. Like, I have seen it. I have lived with it. I have dealt with it. I have yelled at it at two in the morning to shut up. Like, it's like, I trust me, like, you don't have to sell me that something's happening. But I think that we are far too eager to um, classify it and put it into boxes and build folklore around it. Like, yeah. And, and that folklore again builds because we talked about like Stone Sword, the Haunt, like, but you know, it's so uh, we go to like Hauntryville. Like, it's, you know, it, which you did, guys did an episode. So I won't like uh, summarize the whole thing. Go at the, it's a poor man's history episode, I think. Uh, yeah. On Hauntryville. And it's like this, this local urban legend about like this, like group of little people having a secret community in the Milwaukee suburbs. It's. Yes. <laughs> um, and like it's complete nonsense it never happened yeah. but the story got repeated it became local legend and, and now they're like there's about the ghosts of the people of Hauntryville again a thing that never existed and I'm sure like I'm 100% certain that that entire legend was born out of like the idea of like um like Barnum Bailey used to do like stage like fake towns of little people as part of like a sideshow and circus act thing and like how that was um maybe at a world's fair even but like it was like that idea got into people's heads and then they created this idea of this group of people in the woods and like all this weird stuff mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. legend builds and legend builds with no real fact and like like there are people oh but i'm sorry there's a classification for that of people calling it uh misappropriating the term tulpa and uh <laughs> claiming that people believing in a ghost like that creates a ghost like that like oh you yeah. know what i mean it's like yeah. and again maybe maybe like maybe but i don't know like it's it's the the people say things with certainty for things that we cannot be certain of Right, and, like the Carryville ghost. Do you know, mm -hmm. like, Carryville's a town that's very close to here by Menominee, and I don't even fully understand what that ghost is about because I've just heard it so much that I'm like, oh, it's the Carryville ghost, but, like, I don't even know, like, if that was a drowned, somebody who drowned or what the story is there. But, Neither do like, I. I've heard of Carryville. <laughs> Yeah, like there's supposedly, well, there is most definitely a lore of that, okay? Yeah. And that's the same, well, look at me. I know something about it, and like there's a haunted Chippewa Valley book. I went on like the haunted Chippewa tour a couple, like... Yeah, the Spring Brew, oh, so I found the volume one article. <laughs> oh, yeah, what's Spring the... Springbrook Lutheran the... Schoolhouse in Carryville, Wisconsin. Rumor has yeah. it, as investigators sought to tear down a church across the street, one of the priests became so distraught he hanged himself in the bell tower. Oh, my God! <laughs> Another story whispers how a little boy mysteriously died in one of the desks. If you sit where he did, you may get the prickling sensation he's looming around. Of course, none of this is true. <laughs> there is no proof of distraught priest dying by suicide, and the only boy who died, quote-unquote, mysteriously had a case of polio and passed at a nearby hospital. Yeah. Volume one fact checks something for once. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my was god! Was this before or yeah. after Lugan Bell? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was most certainly after. It's October I 2020. Bet. Yeah. So yeah. 
<laughs> so you know that 2013 or whatever <laughs> a different world for those guys <laughs> but yeah, yeah like and okay i think people have a very hard time um just being okay with not understanding things and i think it's like uncomfortable physically for people to not have a compartment to put things in in their brain like oh yeah this is that or this is that and and so you know and then you hear it and like it feels like it could be correct you know it's that whole thing of like yeah. people sharing um i remember several times now i've had friends who are politically like-minded and have shared things that aren't correct because it appealed to what they felt like would be correct confirmation bias yeah yes yeah and so in that same way you know i think you hear it enough and it's like well that must have happened or even like me i was like yeah. look the kid thing i really didn't know what it was but like i've heard about it right and you know people had some weird experience and think well or you go knowing about it already and then you have a weird experience because you're expecting it you know right right it's, yeah like it's funny it's like all of the like all of the places that i have experienced ghosts like living in eau claire right like i've i've lived in eau claire for a good chunk of my adult life um None of the places that, like, there are places that people say are haunted in Eau Claire, right? That are notoriously haunted. You yeah, know, be yeah. It, be it Stone's Throw, be it Building 13 at Banbury Place, be it, you know, the Asylum Hill, be it, you know. Mm -hmm. That's not where mm -hmm. I've seen ghosts. Owen yeah. Park. <laughs> Owen Park. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll let listeners go dig up that story from the archives. It's not a, yeah, I don't like that story. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, uh the uh the house i used to live on on uh the the it's the yolo house if you ever end up driving down stein boulevard towards the elks club it is a red duplex that says yolo on it now it was green yes, i know exactly the house you're talking about it was green when i lived there and it's haunted um maybe it's funny that that's the yolo <laughs> it's the yolo house it is now it wasn't when i lived there it is now I, when i lived there 20 years ago it was um and then, uh, 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 oh God, the now torn down KT. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which my friend died there. Uh, wow. Well, technically he was pronounced at the hospital. But yeah, it's uh, my friend Sean Coleman passed away in 2002 of uh, meningitis. Um, I don't know if you remember the meningitis scare. I do because he was, yeah, he was I the first of the three. Yeah. In 2002. I, I went for five years yeah. because I had some problems. Well, I I went it's look, I went for a year, then I took three years off, and then I went back for like another four. You're fine. Gap gap uh, years. <laughs> gap years. That was called uh I hey, look, I, I took three years off. I was gonna figure out what I wanted to do. I ended up working at Best Buy for three years and knew I didn't want to work at Best Buy. That's what I learned in those three years. Uh but and and those three years I also lived in the YOLO house. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, wow it's, did yeah. you see him i saw something i don't know if it was him i i saw a figure in my room and i told to get the fuck out look i am i am of the philosophy i don't need to know what something is to tell it to get the fuck out of my room all right so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i am i am more than happy to just 
tell you to piss off. Like it'd be like, I'm here with a message. Fuck off. Uh, like, so he knew. Like if he, if you knew it, it wasn't was like him, in his room or something though. Yeah. yeah, but like, would you do you not have any interest in like a ghost, um, trying to communicate with you or something? Like, do you not like that? I would do it if I was in a situation where I asked for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in a situation where like, hey, we've set up a thing. We're going to ask. We're going to ask for something to come in and talk to us. That's fine. I don't like when people show up unannounced. Y'all yeah. got to text first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't come to my house without asking. This place See, is a mess. I, people I, watching this on camera, it, it, it doesn't look like it, but this room is chaos everywhere that isn't on camera. Okay, and this ain't that. This is pretty messy too. <laughs> I got. There's a box here. I'm kind of hiding with a cardigan thrown over it because a thing I ordered that wasn't supposed to be here for like another four days showed up early, and I haven't driven off the stuff to the storage unit that I need to to make room for it. So like this thing is a huge box. Um, <laughs> See, I would love it. Like, as much as I, when I am doing podcast stuff, that's not, like, you know, when I'm doing my investigative stuff, okay, in which I am responsible for the content and I'm not just finding content with the, you know, like, note, making note that, listen, you know, here's my sources. I'm just telling a story. I didn't create this I didn't do this research, but like, so I'm pretty thorough, right. With my facts and stuff like that. But on the level of this sort of thing, I think I am a little embarrassingly uh, open and like ripe for uh, being fucked with. <laughs> well, it's like, I will say like, if I went somewhere looking to for ghosts, then it would be fine if one said something, right? Like if I went yeah. on a ghost hunt specifically, it would be like, yes, tell me you're here. So I can mm -hmm. record you and put you on the internet. Um, yeah. But like, I don't know, like I, even if I go places like, so like when my cousin got married a few years ago, um, like most of my family, like she, the, she lives off in like um, in Maryland. So like a bunch of my family, like we all traveled in a bunch of us stayed at this bed and breakfast together, which was um, the Victorian candle. Don't go there. But you might want to read my mom's. I think I can't remember if it was TripAdvisor or Yelp, but my mom wrote a very, very scathing review. Uh, but in, in there, I'm like, this is an old house. There's a good chance there's ghosts. I immediately like set up like ward. I ward my room. I cast a spell. I kick any ghosts out. But because I don't want to banish them from the house, I just push them over to the next room. Next room turned out to be my brother's room. My brother's a staunch atheist. He doesn't believe in any of this stuff. And the moment he 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 found out, he was like, what did you put him in my room for? I was like, you don't believe in ghosts. He said, but you do. You did that to me knowing that you believe in it. It's, I love my brother. It's, he, he gets mad on principle. Like, it can be something he doesn't believe in at all. Like, he got mad, like, because I was casting a spell on dice during a board game. And again, it's like, but you don't believe that magic works. And he's go, yeah, but you believe the magic works. And that's the problem I have. <laughs> it's that, you know, it's like, <laughs> I would like to, um, I'm like, 
I mean, that's a whole obviously different, you know, topic that I'm also interested in, but clearly. That, My brother? You, okay. I mean, I guess I can give you his number. Uh, he's in a long-term relationship and you're married, so it might get awkward, but, you know, I can I can give you his number. <laughs> I just feel like... Lives in Chicago, works for the unions, you know. Hey, you know, my, negotiates my contracts for AFSME. Chicago. That's where my grandparents are from. Oh, we're we're so, Chicago. Uh, I was born in Chicago. <clears throat> really, I don't even know. People will ask me that, and I don't know because my grandparents moved to Lublin. Well, my grandmother's dad worked for Al Capone running meat. <laughs> of course, he did. Of course. Not not like the moonshine stuff. It was meat across state lines. You know, I think today was, was the anniversary thing. of him getting arrest of, of him getting convicted of tax evasion today when we're recording. Really? I say we're recording this like a, almost a week before this is going out to the Patreon patrons and yeah. like almost two weeks before the regular listeners. But I think we're recording this on the anniversary of him getting convicted okay. of tax evasion. Wow. Yeah. I, I know that because I, I, there's a well uh, on this day with Trey and the Nerd and Time Podcast Network. <laughs> oh my God! So yes, my family's also from there, but they moved to Lublin before my dad was born. So and like they had a code when there was worry that perhaps there was going to be FBI or something. Yeah. It was storm clouds over. There's storm clouds over Lublin is what they would say on the phone. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah so anyway, I, I wonder how how's this ghost episode going? <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about him a bit. We've we talked have. about ghosts. <laughs> Trust like me, this is a... this is not the most weird this show has gotten or most off topic is. It's uh It yeah. feels very ghost adjacent and ghost it is ghost and branching out. Do you want me to share this story? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, let's so, so I asked I asked to come up with something for the show and you know an hour in we may as well talk about it <laughs> yeah okay all right so i was thinking like so yes my particular interest is like in you know history wisconsin history yeah and if it has some murdery element or whatever i'm very into that but i like stuff that's more local okay so when I was thinking of this, I was like, well, I don't really have any ghost stories per se that like, I don't have any personal experiences and trust me, like, I would love that. But I was thinking of like, Oh, a, a story of, of murder that I really do like. And one where, you know, how you were talking about a place, the place where this happened could very much capitalize on this event and they don't do it because this is like a very classy, like tourist attraction. And if you go there, they're not going to talk about this thing that happened. Okay, they're not. And it's because they're pre well. It's so we're talking about um yeah, what you're talking about is Taliesin or Taliesin. It's I've heard I have seen three different pronunciations for this place, and none of them are remotely consistent with each other. So, and so, of course, to me, it's like Taliesin, right? So, Taliesin, like, yeah. Taliesin, Taliesin. It's the, all of these could be right or wrong, but it's it is Frank Lloyd Wright's house. <laughs> Frank Lloyd Wright's house, which yes. is why it's a tourist attraction. Yes, and uh, so I was thinking, well, this is a great 
kind of spooky. The details of it are pretty spooky, and it feels like a place that could have gone a different direction in how the whole property was marketed, right? So Frank Lloyd Wright, perhaps you know this part, but your listeners don't maybe know. All right, so he was an architect. Most everybody knows this, right? And I mean, like Simon and Garfunkel have a, have a song about him. And that's to me where, you know, you've really made it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Yeah. You know, never mind like all like the stuff he did in Oak Park or like, you know, right. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> there's a song about the guy. Yeah. So he had a neighbor in Oak Park, Edwin Cheney once Frank Lloyd Wright to design a house. So at this point, Frank Lloyd Wright is married to somebody named Catherine and they have six kids together at this point. So his neighbor has a wife named Martha. He falls in love with this woman and they eventually flee to Europe. Okay. And she gets divorced. He does not. So at some point they decide like they need to have a hideaway where they can stay. So that's what with his Al- mistress. Yep. Yes, right. So that's what us in a studio. So that construction he builds it in 1911 in Spring Green, Wisconsin. So that's also the funny part to me is that Taliesin was not just like Frank Lloyd Wright's house. It was like this love hideaway which is what the local newspapers like called it at the time like it was a big scandal okay and so he builds this place they called it the love cottage castle of love um they were not happy about it the superintendent of iowa county schools told a reporter the scandal is bound to have a demoralizing effect on the school children of the community (laughs) Okay, so this, these people come to Taliesin, and of course, Frank Lloyd Wright is pretty eccentric, and frankly, I think it's hard to not on some level appreciate his aesthetic, but it does not look remotely comfortable. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's, it's not always, like, look, I, I like his, I like his architecture for structures. I wouldn't want to live in it. Right. Yes. And. So, I like having you know, things. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Right. I things. mean, you, this is like my non-busy room, but I, I have a lot of stuff things. on my wall. Things. Like Wabba yeah. driving a Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. Like a cat plant. <laughs> let's thing. Let's out thing each other. <laughs> this of the situation two women were necessary for a man of artistic mind one to be the mother of his children and the other to be his mental companion uh, sure frank sure that's oh my right that's, that's i mean some, so that's some that's some rich guy bullshit <laughs> it is and you know when i first heard this story all of this is so this hits on so many wonderful levels because like, I don't think a lot of people know this about him or it's, it's just funny to me 
because like a horrible thing happened. He was a rich asshole. And if Frank Lloyd Wright were alive today, he'd be on Twitter. Not on Twitter, on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> I ruined my own joke. <laughs> you did. <laughs> so, okay, let's fast forward to August 15th, 1914. He's in Chicago. He's working on the Midway Gardens, all right? His mistress, and she has two of her younger children, eight years old, and a girl named Martha, 12-year-old boy named John. So they're at Taliesin. They sit down for lunch on the porch at Taliesin inside the main dining room at the other end of a 25-foot long passageway, which is sounds about right. Wright's draftsmen laborers are also gathered to eat, and they have a cook, okay? Julian Carlton. He's a handyman. He's a servant. He's the cook. I'm sure it was a very fun job. Um he had spent like summers waiting tables and performing housework at Taliesin, but his wife Gertrude was the one who did most of the cooking and he helped. So these workers are eating their soup and a 19 year old draftsman named Herbert Fritz and his table mates noticed something weird. We heard a swish as the water was thrown through the screen door Then we saw some fluid coming under the door. It looked like dishwater. It spread out all over the floor, he recalled. Having just served soup to Wright's mistress and her children, Carlton tells his wife to leave. He comes to the porch wielding a hatchet and attacks the mom and her kids before dousing the floors with gasoline and setting the entire house on fire. So the dining room bursts into flames Then the door is slammed and locked shut. And this 19-year-old worker, Fritz, is on fire. So he jumps out the window next to where he was seated. He rolls down the hillside, puts the fire out of himself. He looks back and he sees that Taliesin, whole place is in flames. He sees the guy with the hatchet, wielding it against his co-workers who had broken through the barricaded door or tried to escape through a window to the courtyard, which is like a fucking nightmare to me. Like, first of all, the logistics of being served soup with your children. Okay, I thought you were going to say being served soup was part of the nightmare. Um, (laughs) I mean, can you imagine? (laughs) But it's just... To die eating soup. To die eating soup being bludgeoned with a hatchet which is certainly not like being shot in the head no, right no i would assume not one involves a hatchet right so then like somebody had to not be dead watching this happen how long does it take to kill somebody that way yeah and uh, you know which one of them died first like these are the things i think about that for some reason with this story and then like you escape this young guy escapes he's like was on fire he's watching all of his like co-workers being killed you know so the there's a couple of other guys who managed to escape they hurry away and call for help and like when help comes in the official form um there's frank lloyd wright's mistress her children two workers 
a 13-year-old boy who was probably also a worker, um, like, died from his burn. Seven people died. Only two survived that had been there. So I'll have, maybe I'll send you, I don't know if you do, well, I was going to send you the link to where I got all this information from, but there's some cool uh, pictures from like the Ogden standard, you know, like the newspaper. Shoot it to me me, uh, in a message and I will link it in the show notes. Um, So hours after the attack, Carlton, person responsible for doing this, was barely conscious. He had swallowed a bunch of muriatic acid and he never gave motive for the attack. He died from starvation seven weeks later. Yeah, because he had injured his throat from drinking. Yes. And his wife had said that he had become super paranoid in the weeks leading up to the attack. He kept a hatchet in the bed. You yeah, know, there's, next there's rumors that he thought he was going to get fired. And that yes. Was, yeah. And uh, he had uh, like asked to borrow gasoline earlier that day to clean something. And that's how he got the gas to begin yeah. with. Yeah. And there was like a biography done so. where... The, <laughs> Yeah, there was like, um, there's other, you know, like there was yeah. racial slurs. Um, there was rumors of workers directing racial racial slurs at him. And because he was an immigrant yeah. and um, yeah. one of the surviving workers said that the mistress had told them that they were being let go. And the killer's wife confirmed they were due to take a train back to Chicago that night. So, you yeah. know. Um, even after tragedy stuck, struck, the the public remained fixated on the relationship between these two people. Um, you know, that there to the tragic ruin of the kingdom of love, um, was the strongest argument that the avenging angel still flies. I mean, it was really dramatic, right? So this happens yeah. and Floyd Wright is like, I'm going to build this again because much of it had been destroyed by the fire. And by the end of 1914, he had built most of the residential wing already back. And by the end of the year, he had already proclaimed his love for another woman. Um, They wed in 1923 after his wife finally agreed to a divorce. And (laughs) and, uh, we should point out that actually uh, Talies and Talisan actually burned down a second time. Yeah, in 1925, yes, uh, because of a like an electrical surge uh, during a storm, a faulty wiring, yeah, yes. faulty wiring, yeah, yeah. And, but he he built it a third time. I'm just like, I yeah. don't know. After two fires, maybe just give up. But yeah. um and then it was became. It's now a national historic landmark. Yeah. Um, but if you go on the tour of that place, like you hear nothing about that. Like yeah. it's sort of a unknown thing that you would not ask about that story. Right. Yeah. But it's, like, it's so many different fascinating things because it's very much like an NPR type crowd who, you know, yeah. I mean, if you're into Frank Lloyd, Wright, Um, you know, like there's just a vibe that, you know, you're probably and spring greens, a very expensive artsy area. Well, yeah, it's, you know, go to spring green. You can see the, the place that uh, is probably haunted. And then the place that looks like it should be haunted. That's a house on the rock joke. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> get your nightmares everywhere. Uh, but yeah, right. 
It's so like the the Taliesin is in theory supposed to be haunted. There are, there are reports of a lot of hauntings there, of haunted activity there, where people like see lights uh, flashing on and off. Uh, there's a lot of the like uh, Tanny Dairy, which is like the cottage that uh, Wright's sister lived in, mm-hmm. um, but that's where like the the dead or dying victims of the fire in 1914 were brought there, and so um, that's where like uh, uh, Martha's ghost has theoretically been seen. Yeah, and so. so see- I thought, oh, there must be haunting. There must be activity of that sort at yeah. this property in here. Yeah. 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 So, like, apparently an apparition of a restless woman in a white gown has been reported throughout the years. See, it always, always has to be a white gown, which maybe considering that time period is a bit more believable. Well, so I guess, like, there's the question of what are you seeing? Like, you know, because if a thing, if something's glowing, doesn't it always look white? Like, yeah right but like like i don't know like white gown it's just such a classic cliche like in steven's point there is this legend of like this hitchhiking ghost on this one bridge and it like it looks like a bride and like oh a bride drowned herself in the river no did not happen no historical evidence of that ever happening but Everyone, so like it's this whole thing like the woman in white is just like this cultural thing of yes. like yeah we we all like all of these ghost stories about women in white everywhere and I'm just like that feels like we maybe have some unexamined cultural biases going on here yeah well has there ever been somebody who has like even just locally taken all of these spooky lore ghost haunting things that are not rooted in like has there been anybody that's done like a fun <laughs> debunking <laughs> you know like i don't know take this ghost what's the what's what's the history the, what's you know the passed down story and then was like what you did with yeah. looking through the yearbooks and stuff that would be such and I did that bummer. in the 90s. You couldn't Google it back then. So it was the 90s right. when I dug through those. Yeah, the yeah. At the local library. And I was like, there's a ghost in the place I'm at all the time. I have seen the ghost. I want to know who the fuck this is. Nope. Total, total bunk the story. Yeah. And yeah. Because I think like a lot of those stories, it's just like urban, you know, it's yeah. just a another form of like the Beast of Bray Road, or you know, and like know, somebody thinks you? they see Beast, it. By the way, Beast of, Beast of Bray Road. What's your over under on that? It's a bear. <laughs> I think it probably is a bear. It's a bear. Like I, it's like oh, God. so the the uh, the big. I don't know if you know the story of the cryptid supposedly roaming around Eau Claire, of the black cat of Eau Claire. Um, I found it on this like U.S. cryptid website years ago. Like I, I ran across it, and it was like this story of like like oh, there's supposed to be like this big black panther secretly roaming around outside of Eau Claire. I was like, okay. And then I read the story, the eyewitness account. Was this woman working at Sacred Heart Hospital, driving home on 37, mm-hmm. and like she sees this large black animal, like a cat, except then it stood up like a man. I'm like, it's a bear. Like I've I've lived in town and I've had a cop tell me on the block I lived in that I needed to cross the road because there was a bear in that tree. Like it's yeah. like black bears 
all over, like, especially on the south side of town, like, they come into town when they're getting, like, hungry. Like, lady, I read your story. It wasn't a, it was a bear. <laughs> right. But because also there's these things that already exist out there that we've heard of, it's like, oh, it's that thing. Because, right. like, that's a thing that's out there. She'd and already heard I've the story it. about the big black cat, and she sees a black bear. And, you know, first time you see a black bear, especially when they're thinner, like right in the, the springtime, as, which is when they tend to go roaming out looking for food more yeah. often, so you're more likely to see them, they get pretty thin. And it's like the, the if you're not used to seeing a black, like, you could live for years in a town like this and never see a black bear, right? Like, I haven't yeah. seen one in town probably like the 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 cop told me there was a bear in that tree i didn't actually see the bear i've actually like i've seen black bears before but never one actually in town but i know they're here like mm -hmm. i know that like i know that like literally they've been on the street that i currently live on like and i you know i see the deer every fucking day uh but yes or turkeys I hate, I hate the deer i've run it like i've had a deer run in front of me while i was jogging I almost ran into a deer on foot. I've almost done that as well. I mean, deer are idiots. They are. They're so dumb. And like they, um, I take walks and when it's warm enough to, I take walks in the evening. Right. And uh, inevitably I will end up in like a crowd of like, so I, I take walks through this, like, um, you know where the Eau Claire soccer park is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, the, the Grover Neighborhood Park is on the back of that, and, like, it's got the path that goes from, like, Violet back to, Gro back to Grover. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so I walk there. I used to run on there all the time. Yeah, so, but you go through that field of, like, the, the preservation, like, area, like, yeah, they're, they're always fucking deer. Like, and you'll be, like, 10 deer, like, around there on, like, some September evening, and I'm just like, oh, fuck off. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, like, so cute when they're little, and it's like, you're just destined to die. Yeah. Get, you're so dumb you're gonna get hit know, by it's, that's why i'm like it's i don't know like it's always funny like so i i go up to the northwoods every year um up by like in like oneida county and vilas county um you know up in the northeastern part of the state but so like i'm so used to seeing deer every day here but you know when i go up in the northwoods there are a bunch of deer there like you know it's it's where the deer live but right um it's they, always where they should live <laughs> i mean I, I can't be too mad that they are where I am. Like, I this is also yeah. where the deer live. Like, I have friends. Yes, yes. I grew up in Milwaukee, and I have friends whose family goes go hunting in Eau Claire County. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it, and, but, like, I'm. it's always funny, like, when you get, like, city people who aren't used to deer, like, um, certain relatives of mine who will be like, oh, see the deer? I'm like, yeah, I saw the fucking deer. A deer can <laughs> fuck right off. Yeah, I saw the deer. It's a yeah, son of a I mean, bitch. We, we it knows live, what it did. Yeah, we live like in a rural-ish area here. Yeah. So I see them every day. Like, you know, I, I have to drive very slowly where I live because guaranteed they'll run oh, out. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. it's it happens to me. Like, you know, driving on Westover or something off of Stein and like it's fucking deer just honkers out in front yeah. of me. I'm just like... Like, I've had them run up, like, on skills driving towards Festival Foods at, like, 6 in the morning. I've had, like, I mean, and that's, like, town town. Like, that's not, like, edge of town. That is town town. And, like, yeah, three deer run is. in front of my car. <coughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're traveling along that ridge where there's, like, some woods there. But, like, it's, I just, like, fucking, 
I have yet again, yet another year on this show complained about Deer on the Ghost episode. Great, but it's always like it, it's it's this whole like differentiation of like people you can tell a city person from anyone who lives anywhere that's not a major city just in in wisconsin just based on their reaction to deer yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are dumb and they are annoying and they will just oh so the place we vacation <coughs> in the summer um apparently like we rent a place and like other people rent it and uh we were talking to the owner apparently people have started to stay there before us have started feeding the deer and it means the deer keep coming right up to the cabin i'm like no i don't want to get fucking lyme disease like no you're not really supposed to feed the deer i mean no you're not not. no and also like deer know how to feed themselves right yeah let's introduce more wolves (laughs) yeah yeah anyways Anyways. Anyways, ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, so like, so Telly hasn't like, uh, it, like, it has a bunch of haunting stuff around it. And um, again, like, it's the real ghosts in Spring Green are Telly and, and then the ones that will give you nightmares are on the other side of 23 at House on the Rock. Um, <sighs> the house. A place that, to- like, I can. I've been there once and like halfway through that tour, I was like, I need to get, I hate this and I want to be out of here. I have never gone. I have many friends who've went and seen many photos. And then obviously I've read American Gods, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is, by the way, like the descriptions of like Wisconsin and American Gods are, you can tell that Neil Gaiman lived in Menominee for a long ass time. Like it's, he still owns the house there. He doesn't stay there anymore, but he still owns that house in Menominee. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like a dusty... Uh, it it makes me anxious to you be can, in that space. If you go watch the first season of Star's Adaptation of American Gods, you know, the first season is the only one that Brian Fuller did, so it's the actually good one. Um, okay. They go there, and you can just see it on TV. You don't have to go. You can just see it on wow, TV. Wow, Really? Yeah, because they actually went. Because well, American the House on the Rock isn't your story. You can't. There's no way to. You, you can't you just re, go there. Yeah, you just have to go there. I, yeah. It might be the beginning of season two that they actually go there. But either way, like they like they actually went there, and so like it's yeah, you can actually see what House on the Rock is like. Uh, I wouldn't bother creepy dolls. Um, <laughs> There's something haunted. It's, anyways, we should probably then uh, wrap this up because we've been talking, yeah, we've been for, talking a for a while. This episode I, is this episode's actually pretty typical for the length of these episodes. So you know we didn't do anything oh, good. ridiculous I was like, here. You know, if I had not been ill for what feels like forever, <clears throat> I would have you know been a little bit more. I didn't really know. Uh, I was like, well, I don't know exactly how much to prepare for. <clears throat> And it turned out fine anyway. So yeah, yeah, it's there are so there are two camps with my listeners. There are the camps who really like my episodes that are prefer my episodes that are researched and really focused. And then there are ones who really want the ramble. And so I've got to give them a ramble. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> it's uh. All right. So uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, Jody. Do you want to plug anything while you're here? Well. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I, I, <laughs> you didn't I think believe, ahead. Yeah. 
I believe that we will um, be in a better position to now come back with our cool and unusual punishment presents whatever the next chapter is going to be. My husband is now like 98% done with a video project, which is consumed. Uh, <laughs> like, let's say that the Luganbuild thing happened while he was doing that. And he had to, that dominated like a year of our life. Right. <clears throat> yeah. While he was <clears throat> trying to get that video thing done. And there's been some interesting correspondence I've had as of more recent with somebody who has got a different story that I think might be great. That's a brand new thing. So in any case, I want to get back to doing like, cause I also like to do the research stuff and the rambling stuff, which is why poor man's history has existed, you know, so that like you can have a nice balance, but I have not done a lot of creative stuff because of the pandemic yeah, and, we, you know, yeah. working in social services now. So but yeah, hopefully we'll be get our shit together and get something out. <laughs> and you know what? If they don't get their shit together, you can always go listen to all the episodes that are already currently up. There are eight episodes of Poor Man's History, like a whole season's yeah. worth of stuff you can go listen to right now. There is uh, Cool and Unusual Punishment has the great Lugan Build series, which pretty much has a finale. I mean, whether it gets an epilogue or not is, you know, who knows. But is The finale is still a pretty good finale. It's so. an amazing finale. So, uh <laughs> It's, if you want to listen to a true crime podcast that isn't about a murder for once, and so you don't have to feel bad listening to it about some victim's family, like it's, I mean, like there are people who got hurt, but it's not like nobody died in that whole thing. All right. It's like white collar crime. White collar true crime. And it's, yeah. it is amazing. And it's, uh, especially knowing behind the scenes, how that was very, it, it is amazingly cohesive and, and very good. And you should listen to it, folks. And, well, thanks. And with that, I'm going to pass this off to tomorrow, Trey, who's going to do the Patreon stuff and all of that. So take it away, other me. Thank you all so much for joining us for yet another month. Um, remember, BS for Witchcraft is really made possible by patrons on Patreon, um, uh, I want to give a shout out to people at our $10 tier, uh, Stephanie Graves, Lindsay Dosey, Bruce Norville, Courtney, Amber Schmidt, Neko of Truth, Claire Dennis, and Caleb Burkowski. Thank y'all. If you remember, if you contribute just a dollar a month, you get access to these episodes a whole week earlier than everybody else. And uh, it, it just helps. It helps the show happen. And I understand money's tight. Uh, and uh, some of us are poor. I know I am. And so if you can't afford to give to the show, I understand, but please then consider sharing the show with your friends on social media, just everywhere. Just make them, just force them to listen to this. And, and this episode, we did a video version, so you can make them watch it on the YouTube. Yeah. Anyways, remember, you can always follow the show on social media. We are, uh, um, I am at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N, uh, Tregorn on Twitter. Uh, Twitter. I am T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N dot Tumblr dot com on Tumblr. Um, remember, of course, the Patreon for this is patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Almost forgot to say that. And uh, you can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash bsfreewitchcraft. It's all there. It's all very simple. It's amazing. You're amazing. We're all amazing. So with that, Majikins, uh, dirt in our fingernails, brick in our hands, and I will talk to you all again in a month.